Okay, you boys and girls, welcome back yet again to hello, another hello. podcast. Tis the season. Are you feeling jolly? No. All right. <laughs> I mean, me, me, no. Well, me I need to. We just, I don't not to jump into it already, but you know, I just got, I got back from tour two days before Thanksgiving. Mm. And so we did something we never do, which is we told everyone we are staying home. Ooh. We are not doing anything. Stiff arm the family. We are, no, it wasn't in kidding. a rude way. <laughs> but yeah, we stayed home. I, I finally got nice. the newer Xbox and I played, Kate and I played Starfield all day, switched off. Yeah, and It's very cool. It was amazing. Very cool. So tree's not up yet. No tree yet. All right. No festivities. Well, it's coming. Uh, I don't. We don't have one up. I was like, it'd be funny if we just went outside and cut one of our boxwood bushes. Our house is like so small that we bought a skinnier, smaller tree oh, just cool. to be able to put it up. Oh, that's nice. So it's coming. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we had it last year. Tis so it's fine. Okay. Well, we had one, but uh, we were borrowing it, and our friends were like, hey, we're going to take that tree back. And we're like, well, guess we need to get a new tree, so... What part we'll of see. borrowing means you get to take it back? What Probably the? the whole catch. Oh my gosh! I know, people. ridiculous. Uh, anyways, well, uh, dude, lot, lots going on. Uh, lots, ha- lot has gone on. I've got yeah. stuff coming up. Yeah, you do. You got stuff that you just came off of, dude. Yeah, you were on the road. You were on television. Talk <laughs> to me about it. Gosh. Um, okay. The quick, the quick version. Uh, we did. A four-week run, three of those weeks was with a great band called Deer Tick. They were super, super cool, and one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Like, just big rock, you know, just just great. Just great. Uh, And very nice people. They... I don't know. It might be one of the best like support experiences we've ever had. It's just, they were just so cool. And night after night, they were so nice and accommodating. And, you know, some of the venues we played didn't have the best green rooms or, you know, they're really historical halls. And so, uh, you know, typically the headliner would get the green room and, and, or you feel weird about going and they were like, Nope, we're sharing the green room. Come in, come hang out, come do the, you know, that's cool. Man. They, they were so cool. And by the end of it, we were all just like best buds practically. So incredible, super cool. Um, we did a headline run up, um, a headline run up to Seattle. So we just played like some, some dive bars and stuff. And that was cool. Had a, had a cool turnout for a lot of them. Or really for all of them, like a couple sellouts. And so it was cool to kind of see the fruits of what Abby's been doing and what we've been working on mm-hmm. and towards. And uh, yeah, and then after that, meeting up with the Deer Tick crowd, like we played Talia Hall, Chicago, and like House of Blues, Boston, which is a huge room. Um, New York at the Warsaw. Um, Seattle, was that the Crocodile? And Portland was the Aladdin Theater? Or maybe I had them switched. Like, just all these really cool venues. We played twice in Denver, one at Bluebird uh, Theater, and one at Globe Hall, which was awesome. Very cool. So, yeah, it just, it really couldn't have been better. And then kind of midway through, we got, we heard that we were given a CBS Saturday morning spot. So we jetted to New York a little early, and we stayed in Times Square, which is kind of crazy, and CBS was the loudest is right. sleep of your life, uh, just yeah, honking and yeah, lights yeah, yeah. all night. It was, it was when you get to those like fancier hotels 
where you're like, oh, this is so cool. The rooms get way classier, but mm-hmm. way smaller, which is kind of funny too. That's interesting. Um, anyway, so we went over to CBS and that, that was fun. They, you know, you kind of walk in, you go to a green room, they give you a little bit of food, but then they get you right out real quick to, you know, set up gear and, uh, go to hair and makeup, which they just like put some stuff on me to make me less shiny. We all just had a little bit, oh, you a little could, bit of powder. That's going. fun. Yeah, Maybe a little. Maybe that's what's next for based. Right before we go on camera, we just, throw, just a little pop, 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 pop. Yeah, but it was good. You Dude. know what I was surprised about was they mixed it in a way that actually you could hear the bass on TV speakers. I can confirm this. I I was really surprised. I was pretty shocked. And not to derail, I promise we'll get back. No. My, I had some buddies play the Today Show. Cool. Same thing where I was like, man, that actually sounds really good. Like, yeah, it was I, very audible. So I watched yours uh, after I didn't watch it live, but I guess you didn't play it live if we're letting back the curtain. No, and yeah, then, we recorded on Wednesday and it aired Saturday. Totally. So I watched it after, a uh, day after uh, uh, at the gym on uh, my iPhone and AirPods. And I was like, Man, that's like kind of smacking, yeah. And it was like that was Facebook's little squeeze them tight yeah. mix that they got going on. Yeah, they did a great job. And you're always you never know with you know, not to be derogatory, like broadcast people, people that are used to lav mics and shotgun mics. Yeah, and, you know, you never I mean, know they are pros if they're gonna mix you like a like a news anchor or if they're gonna mix you like a music act. Yeah, and they it, did a great job, especially bass in the modern age, because I feel like You've still got people operating off of TV speakers. Yep. But then you've got a very large and continually growing group of people that has at least a sound bar. Yep. If not more. Like my I, my TV has like a little, you know, Samsung sound bar right below it. And then I've got like an actual sub. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, it's it, it's like things are better than they were. It's not like you're watching it on some really bad built-ins. But I do feel like the but built-ins in TVs are still... They're not good, and they're not no. making them better, and they're shooting it down. Like it's not, it's not a good situation, or or backwards, even worse. But I still feel like it's. It I mean, they're so really they've good. got it, it all in forgiving. mind. Yeah, they've got it all in mind. Is what I'm saying. They know that there is a mm-hmm. wide variety of listening experiences that yep. that will receive. And it was pretty tailored to like that bad TV speaker mm-hmm. thing because we watched it. We watched the first time we saw it was when it aired. And we listened to it on crappy hotel TV speakers mm. and was like, wow. Yeah. That was pretty good. How cool so, to be surprised. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I, I really didn't know how it was going to go. Um, and to make it, you know, worse, tech, you know, not actually worse, but whatever. Uh, like a lot of these things you'd want to roll up and have in ears and, you know, have the most separation possible. And we just don't do that yet as mm-hmm. a band. So we were amps, full volume and wedges. Like we, it was, it was loud stage. You brought your own amp in? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember seeing that. Um, it was just right behind me. Um, you brought the SVT? No, I bought the, um, quilter. Okay. Quilter into an Ampeg 212 AV. They didn't mic the cab or anything like that. I just went straight off the Noble like I always do. Mm, But, um, the Noble. Yeah. I only, my, I only want mics on the cabs if I've got an SVT. Or True. like a, a quality, usually tube amp. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I want that flavor. Absolutely. Oh, the 
the fever get that flavor. flavor. And it also shows like, you know, kind of digesting this mix situation that just if you want to be heard, bass is all about the mids. It is a wise man that we both know once told me that a while ago. <laughs> and he was right. Yeah, it's all it's all it's mids. all about the mids, man. Yeah, so just, you know, getting a little bit of mud out like 450-ish, 500-ish is not a bad thing if you want that flavor, but like do not cut very much at all. On the capo, um I'm last weekend uh the preamp I, that we both got. Yeah, for, oh, the, for those watching well, at home. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that in a sec. Oh, we will. Uh, we got to talk about all the gear I bought. Anyways, yeah. we'll come and all of you. It's just Black Friday. <laughs> exactly. We got. We'll get to it. Go on. Uh, I cut five hundred ish, like just, just barely, 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 and boosted bass just a little bit, mm. and boosted highs just a little bit, but then used the low pass filter. Okay. So it then cut a little bit of the super highs. No, but cool. Um, part of that is because you know I'm adding saturation over and over again in that preamp. And saturation a lot of times pushes mids. And, well, I guess it just depends. You know, my Grizzly Bass, uh, Creation Audio Grizzly Bass, that's probably my favorite overdrive right now. Mm -hmm. That one, those, the overdrive and the distortion circuit pushes mids. So they compensate by giving you a mid-cut knob that I, like, barely, 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 barely Mm -hmm. use. But the opposite of that, like, I I finally track down a team awesome fuzz machine that i've been looking for for a long time that i love uh and that's got a mid boost switch because it sounds like when i'm adding this kind of fuzz that i'm losing mid high end whatever Mm -hmm. because it's so good too at retaining bass um and and blending in your clean signal and then it even has a phase switch that if you're the low lows of your bass is like phase canceling and getting thin. You hit the phase switch and your lows come back. Oh, that's cool. It's pretty genius like when you're clean blending in bursts in effect. I think, yeah, more more pedals need phase switches if oh, they have cool. clean b- blends. To me, anyway. So it, all that all that to say, like with with the the capo or the capo. I think it's capo though. Um, Good cutting thing. cutting. Just a tiny bit of the more muddy frequencies, because um, my my bass, we well I won't I won't I play passive basses usually. There's exceptions like Music Man that we got to talk about, mm-hmm. where that that sound is active and it's so cool. But all of my basses are passive, and so you kind of get if you're comparing it to an active bass, you get a little bit less low lows and high highs. It's kind of like using, it's literally like using a dynamic mic versus a condenser mic. It's detailed. So the, the passive basses to me, they've got plenty of mids. So you, you don't want to mess with it or you just barely want to get a little bit of mud out and then you can get away with bringing some bass and maybe a little bit of treble in. In my opinion, I mean the P bass is founded on that. I mean that's yes. that's what sparkles is like. You have that low mid, just gut. Yep. In the P bass, which is just classic. Yeah, and whether or not front of house takes out some low lows after such they get by so such a different question, <laughs> right? Like they're they're welcome to do whatever they want, but <laughs> to to make it work, you know, and especially you need to trust your front of house guy, um, and or hopefully you can, or girl, or girl, um. But I am hoping that my rig and that if I'm just doing in-ears, 
I want to feel when I go to my fifth string, again, with it being a passive instrument, it's a little weird to have a fifth string mm-hmm. on a passive bass. I like it. I, st- I want to hear the low end push harder a little bit yeah. because you're getting so much low end from that string, but it's audibly quieter because it takes more energy mm-hmm. for the low end to come through. So I want to do something on my pre so that when I go to that low, low on like a last course or something mm-hmm. that everything just like, bah, like it's just huge yeah, and it's impactful. Cool. And I've, cool. it's like another trick that I've saved instead of going to the low lows and hoping the front of house guy will push me a little mm-hmm. bit to compensate. So whether or not they do something there, it's just that, you know, some people like a thinner in-ear tone that's really articulate and really pumps out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of like it to push low end and they can do what they want at front of house, mm-hmm. even if they'd like it slightly more articulate. Yeah. Anymore, it's funny because I've actually been thinking about the dead opposite where I'm like, how can I actually thin this out sometimes right. in like a in like a verse or something? Where I'm like, I don't need to be kicking, kicking, but then when it comes back, so you're looking for that, like, I'm always here, and I go up, but I'm looking for that, how can I reduce it Yeah, every once in a while? So it's funny, we need to join forces, and then we've just got a monster tone range. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I will say, for the first time, I've been starting to use boosts, and part of that, you know, you got to be really careful. I was using the JHS Prestige boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool, but it's Prestige. more of a tone box than a boost. A lot of boosts get into this drivey territory. Right. It adds a little... Honestly, mm-hmm. it's one of those like kind of magic, sounds better pedals. Like I would almost put that on a board and leave it on forever. It, it, what it does to your tone yeah. is really cool. Um, I, might, I might need to get one of those. I've got you a little... borrow mine because it's not on my next board. Well, no, no. I've got a little uh, spark... The it's the TC electronic one. It's okay, just yeah. a mini. It's a one knob, and yep. it's it really tries not to add any flavor. Which for what I was using it for was great. We were using it for uh, I was playing with a band, um, and it was always self mixed. It was like this cover band we would yep. do. You know, it wasn't quite the four hour thing like we do like events and weddings and whatnot. But it was like we're still self mixing, so you have to have that ability when you're taking a solo. And this was a, I was playing guitar, so it's a little different. But I'm taking the solo, and you just got to be able to throw yourself up that that much extra to be heard mm. so it's very utilitarian but it's kind of funny because coming from the church world that's out of your hands completely yep. like they're like mad if your signal do starts going boost. up do not if yeah. your signal's going up they're like whoa whoa yeah. whoa 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 we we are not planning for this it's not okay so different schools of thought yeah D- great conversation too because when you show up at like a legit venue um or I don't know any any dive bar whatever. If you show up somewhere, their mindset is so different than a church or a band with a real front of house guy, touring. with yeah, a with traveling a front of house guy who's making significant mix moves to help each song and adding vocal delays and adding distorted bass channels here, but not in this. You know, mm-hmm. with someone who's doing all the bag of tricks, which mm-hmm. is so cool, and it's where you want to be eventually. But you show up at these venues, these dive bars, or, or places that are a little bit more broadcast-minded, and their their mindset is, I'm going to get a good mix of everything, everything sounds great, and then I'm not going to touch the faders at 
all during the show. Yeah, in fact, they might be thinking about how can I leave this to go get a Miller High Life. Right. They're they're gonna they're just gonna leave. They're gonna the they're gonna physically walk out of the booth sometimes. Yeah. Like physically leave. It's it's the difference between like very active mixing and you know because when I'm doing front of house, um, and I know the music, I am actively mixing. Like if if the I might start the beginning of a song a little lower intentionally that by the end it's bigger and when the band is building at a moment i am literally pushing the volume up as well so that is where that's the kind of care and quality of a mix you'll get when you have a a real caring front of house guy who's traveling with you that's where you want to be but until then there's a little bit of your own managing of your dynamics that you're just going to have to do when yeah. you're on the road until you have someone that cares. And that's actually a good thing because all these people that don't know your show and don't really know your songs, they're going to mess it up because it's really mm-hmm. their first shot at it. They're going to miss the guitar player's solo. They're going to miss the bass verse. Right. They're going to miss the big Tom intro. They're going to, they're going to miss yep. those things. And that's fine. And part of the deal. Right. It really it's is. just, it's just part of it. Here's a plug. Uh, Colony House. Oh, my gosh. Their front of house oh guy my gosh. has the best TikTok. He has the best mix that yeah. I've heard in a long time. Their Park, mixes are crazy. Park, if you're listening, yeah, dude, y'all got a golden boy, and I know you know it, but he is a he genius. Is insane. And even crazier is he's putting it online for you to learn. Yeah. So if Thank you want to see, like. His name's Michael something. Okay, sweet. It's it's it just TikTok served it up to me, and then I was Michael like, Michael Goodwin. Hooked. You know what? Hold on, Nick. I'm future me. Cut this with his <laughs> name. We have discovered the name. All right, it's Michael Keith Lewis on TikTok. You guys have to follow this guy. It's at Michael Keith Lewis, and he is so smart, dude. Just masterclass online. Go yeah. check this guy out. And kind of like. You know where it's good as a bass player for you to have like a maybe a functional knowledge of drums, yeah. a functional knowledge of, uh, you know where other instruments like to fit in, or like where you yeah. don't want your piano player to always feel like they can go super low and get in your territory. Kind of mm-hmm. having a functional knowledge of front of house mixes is huge for you knowing yeah. what you can play, mm-hmm. what you can get away with, how dense the mix is, how you're fitting in it. Well, and that's the thing is sometimes you have to approach that front of house with like, hey, I would really love to try this. Like, hey, like, so for instance, like the preamp that we just bought, this capo, capo, whatever, uh, it's got all of these outs, right? You can send it out before it touches anything. You can send it out XLR. You can send it out uh, completely untouched, uh, I think also through a quarter inch as well. Yeah, so much. It's awesome. And it's like, you can use this and say, hey, I want to send this one to a different DI. I want to send this one to like a board DI, like a, a Rupert Neve or a radial, you know, whatever. And I want to send this one to my actual board and make it very, very dirty. And I want to send this one to the amp and and do this like midsy thing and then give three cents or, or, or whatever, you know, that, whatever that is. It's like if you know what you're capable of on your board and you can go to the front of house and say, here's my idea. What can we do to get there? Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and there, you know, that you kind of, you really got to check your ego too. Like, yeah, yeah. Giving a front of house person a completely clean, 
uh, line before all of your effects mm-hmm. and the stuff you you think make you you, yeah. you have to have a lot of trust in that person. Yeah. Um, and you you just got to do it if they really want it. If you're in a real like good professional situation, a lot of it too is just yeah, like you said, just coming up to the. I've found people are way more receptive if you come up to them and say like, hey. I want to try some stuff. Let's see. How do you think I could get better with tone? How do I make your life better? And then you Dude. both together find this distortion pedal, find this different preamp, find this whatever. Dude. Yeah. And now they're excited. And that was kind of my biggest mm-hmm. thing with the Noble. The Noble is awesome. It's not super flexible. It, I mean, it has EQ and stuff. And I, and <laughs> oh, I, it's got three knobs. Right, it's yeah. super it's, flexible. It's, it's, it does its thing and that's it. And that is great yeah, because yeah, yeah. I consider that sound foundational in my tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the biggest thing about the Noble that I thought was good for me is I would show up at in Nashville at Basement East or the regular basement or all these venues across the country and the front of house guy would go, oh my gosh, you have a noble. Those things sound so great. Mm-hmm. Is it like legitimacy? Yeah, and, and it's like now I know that that person is caring about my bass tone. They think I know what I'm doing. Because bef- honestly, every pedal or pedal board I would show up with before the noble, the guys would roll their eyes. It's another thing to deal with. It's a noisy signal chain. It's a whatever. But then I bring the noble and they go, oh my gosh, you have a noble. All these guys are using it. And that, you know, that's the new Nashville cool thing. And that's the new whatever. Yeah. And there and like that go the psychology of that is worth to me mm. the extent you have to go to get a noble. It could be. It could be. I know what you're saying. So there's that. But you know, ultimately the goal the goal is to have a, a real capable front of house guy and to kind of pull back the curtain on what I've got coming next and what, you know, we'll probably do some videos on. I'm rebuilding my pedal board. Um kind of around the capo, the Jad mm-hmm. Freer capo. We slash I love that thing so much. We do. But I don't want to give up my noble. And I know that in the future there will come a day that I'm going to want more direct clean outs before I'm adding distortion and adding other things. So I'm actually rearranging my pedal board so that it goes tuner into the noble. And then I will have a very unaffected out right there. That's already going through the noble. So I love that tone and I'm confident in that completely clean tone. And I'm happy for any front of house guy to have it. This also gives me the ability to show up at a studio session and them not get freaked out by having a bunch of pedals. Yeah. Be like, hey, we're not going to use all that stuff. That's fine. Here you go. Here's a clean out. It's just tuner to noble. And then I will take an amp out to my B15. Um, but so I'm going to go tuner, noble, and then I have a pedal switcher that I have. Six other pedals on. You're pulling the whole curtain back. Now. I'm I'm trying, yeah. And, and so that switcher takes all the cabling out of the signal chain if if those pedals are not being used. So and after the switcher, it goes into the Union Lab compressor, which is 
barely, barely on, just to kind of catch something if it's going crazy. Uh, and then that's into the capo where I'm doing a little bit of EQ mm-hmm. and I'm doing a bunch of saturation. So, but that that will be revealed. That will day. be revealed. That will yeah. be revealed. That'll be a day. great. I do want to. I do want to go back real quick. Yeah. Uh, in a practical sense, I know a lot of you guys are, you know, you're maybe you're not even gigging, and then a lot of you guys are gigging at a huge capacity more than we are. That's great. I think knowing what you want to do and the approach to the front of house is such a big concept as a bass player. Yeah. Uh, that here's here's my here's my practical application. Uh, if you're playing in a band that's doing bar stuff or whatever, knowing your approach to that, even in the words that you use, is so monumental in the way that you sound because there's one person that's translating you to the rest of the room, right? So I think that's huge. And in a very, very practical sense, a lot of people are playing through, you know, uh, good rigs that they're bringing maybe, the X32 and a rack thing. A lot of people that, that are... Uh, playing out or bringing those right and if you are playing with with a with a front of house person it could be worth it to say hey let me try to give you two lines because it's not much extra work and it would give this huge opportunity if the room is boomier to take more of like a driven grittier mids i'm not saying like a slammed limmy thing right right but like something that's a little more flavor and a little more like mm-hmm. mojo to it could be genuinely better for the room, right? Yep. If you're yep. in a boomy hall or one of those big weird rooms that hotels have with the the curtains uh, yeah, that fold. Right. Like if you're in that room, you could want more of that drive. And yep. on the complete opposite, if you're in a dead, dead room, which I feel like is super rare in the modern age, they might want that, you know, very, very clean, Mm-hmm. regular what you would call your like usual bass tone it's worth looking into the gear that you have and think and thinking even if it's like a even if you're playing like a helix or something like where could i put in this signal chain just a send that would yep. be clean and send it to a di or or where could i where could i loop in a, a drive pedal like yep. you know how you know at what point the other thing you can do is is go straight into a di and the di would split it Yep. And that way, even if you do have a preamp that you're using, like we know a lot of you guys are using the the Origin SVT thing, or you know if you're using a Sans amp, even I think that yep. has a clean out. At least it's, it's at least got two outs. I know it's got an XLR and a. Does it have a clean? It's it, got an XLR it and, sense. A, and a quarter inch at yeah. least. Yeah. So if you're looking for it ways to does. spice it up, if all you have to do is buy a DI and put that somewhere. Yep. Just worth looking into. That's my two cents. That's my soapbox. Know yeah. your options. Know how to talk to the front of house person and try something fun this winter while we're all playing uh mm-hmm. playing fun gigs. Okay. Try something new. That's our that's our push. Yeah. If you got room for it, my one of my favorites that are like semi affordable. Obviously, it's not like noble expensive, but the Rupert Neve RNDI. Dude, it's on my list, man. It's it on is, my list. I need it to get is one. So good. And the tone it imparts. It's it's got a flavor, but it's a clean flavor. It's so it's really cool. You, it's great. And again, back to your point earlier of like if you show up somewhere, like I would take that on a fly gig because yeah. it's so they're so durable. There's no knobs to break. And they're not huge. No. I would throw that in a bag on a fly gig. And if you pop out, the the legitimacy you win with front of house by throwing front down of house a, guys love this. Front, throwing down a Rupert Neebe out, you're just yeah. like, oh like it, yeah. it's a head turner of a piece of gear. Not that, that that's what the, that not that your playing shouldn't speak for itself, yada yada. But before you've even played a note on that bass, if you're like, "Hey, I've got this DI. Do you care if we throw it in?" They'll be like, 
Yeah, let's yeah, throw that, that in. That one, yeah. That's cool. It's psychology. So there you go. There's our there's our little idea, I a, think little, when we a little nugget. Talk to Dave Hartley. He had taken the Noble off of his board at front of house request to put in a Rupert Neve DI, um, which the yeah. Rupert Neves are 350 or 400. I know that's a lot of money for a lot of people. But that's a lifelong but, DI that you can oh, use dude, for anything. So no um, tubes in it, which is means substantial longevity mm-hmm. and immediacy of the tone yeah. like i mean it's just that that's that's a lifelong piece of gear it's like yeah. buying a pair of leather boots it's like this is the this is the long play here yeah it's just you buy that and you don't sell it even if you want to sell it don't sell it you're gonna need it or you know like me i'm bringing a synth bass to now the freaking best di for a moog that rupert neve di to me i mean or you know people say like the ready or something and that's maybe true too but yeah, how I, are you I gonna bring a ready with you and exactly feel good about it the form factor of a ready makes it very difficult to travel with in this day and age unless you've yes. got hella budget or a freight or your stuff's in road cases even and, then you know, i'm like i don't but it's not fly datable Really? I'm, I'm pretty sure that piece of gear is openly like, this isn't really meant to travel. I'm pretty sure that that no, is like... it's a studio. Yeah. A Design's a studio stuff. Yeah. I Super mean, clean, uh, but highly flavor. I really want to get the Pacific... Uh, talking about preamps, man. The Pacifica preamp that A Design's made. Mm-hmm. If you're going direct into a preamp, I think that's my favorite one. It's... I could be wrong about that. I think it has a little bit of Neve inspiration in it, but it's it's like got a clean thing to it. All the Tony Anderson stuff I did was uh into a Pacifica uh sorry, an A Design Pacifica. That's probably my next real pre purchase. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so good. Sorry. Dude, well let's talk about it. It's Black Friday. We'll uh, you know, Go through our little uh, recent pickups, dude, and I'll 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 hit first because yeah. mine was smaller. So we both ended up buying this uh, Jad for your joint, and it is fantastic, so cool, amazing. I love having it. I'm really excited, dude. We played this last weekend, and he just I was playing guitar, he's playing bass. He just threw the preamp down alone. Yeah, I don't even know. Did you bring a tuner? I brought a clip on tuner, dude. I mean, it it sounded I mean, back the to the words out of his mouth was. This is the best I've sounded in a long time. This is the most happy I've been with my time. This is the best I've ever sounded in my in-ears. Dude, I was like, man. And that that was on a little bit of tweaking. So we both picked that up, right? I haven't got it wedged on the board yet. I got to put some dual lock on the bottom. But (laughs) when I do, and it... It might it might go with me this week. We'll get into some future when we're wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, But uh, it might go with me this weekend on a little gig uh, that I'm playing. But, man... Very cool pickup. Cool. Excited, nonetheless. Comes in a little satin bag. Not a satin. What's that? Velvet. <laughs> like, a velvet yeah. bag. It was quality. DHL dropped it off. It was an interesting experience getting it shipped from Italy. Yep. So, very That's cool. That's why I think it's Capo. Doesn't Capo sound way more Italian? Man, I'm not even going to act like Where I know. A, Capo sounds like a like a dumb American. It sounds like capo. a Western. Yeah. <laughs> I got my Capo. Regardless, we'll get flamed either way, and right. comments are good in this day and age. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. You guys are welcome to flame us anytime, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could be completely wrong. No, I could be completely, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Who knows? It Kipo. doesn't even matter. So, got that. We both got that. But, dude, I've been a while uh, looking for this music, man. 
Oh yeah, I've been I looking for about this. Been looking for the music, man. You've been scheming, dude. People were like, "What'd you get this Black Friday?" And I was like, "It had nothing to do with Black Friday, but I did get it." <laughs> yes, dude. I found this guy, super nice guy in Nashville. He was like, "Hey, man, I'm driving up north, I'm coming around your area." I was like, mm. "So I've been looking, man." I'm gonna tell you. So when you think of music, man, you think of the four string, you think of the one pickup, the Stingray, the, the Stingray. And I, I want that, and I will get that. But what I yeah. ended up getting was a five-string HH Special. Yep. It is the newer refresh with the five-bolt on the back. Which is super cool. Dude, this refresh is phenomenal. I feel like mm-hmm. so rarely does a company refresh, and I was like, they kind of got it right. Yeah. It's super lightweight. It's this, so the color's called Chopper Blue, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it's kind of like a darker sky blue. Right, kind of. It's, it's it like a Robin's very egg. Vintagey. Like it's yeah. Carson it's knows very cool. When I buy instruments, I want them like candy paint. Like I, I don't do the bursts I, yeah. ever. Like it's not that I don't like them. It's just not the way I, I usually purchase. I like, I like the white. I like the dude. Like they've got that pueblo pink. Yeah, that was I what I was that. looking at most. But when a deal comes up on Facebook Marketplace, you got to take it. So this guy, <laughs> he was working with me, and I was like, all right. I went, I met him, dude gave me the case. This thing doesn't have a nick on it. It. I don't think it was really ever taken out much. He took good care of it. My buddy, uh, our buddy Gideon's, a, he's got it right now, set it up. Dude. Yeah, Gideon did um, a video with us. Yes, Gideon's awesome. If you need work done, hit us up. We'll get you connected with Gideon. Yeah. Uh, he's the only one that pretty much does any work for me anymore. So he's the man. Uh, dude, so happy about this thing. I. It's funny because I, like, I got it. I texted, I called him, like, literally within two minutes pulling away from that parking lot. I was like, all right, dude, I need you to put this thing, factory spec, let's go. Yeah. Let's get her rolling, and uh, hopefully I get it this week, and I might take it with me this weekend. But, uh, dude, so excited about this music, man. It's solid. But what's the worst part is, like, well, now I need the four-string one pickup. (laughs) And now I need, well, I need the passive version, and now I need the short-scale version, too, if I'm going to get the passive version. So it's just this, dude, the music man bug. Yeah, and now I'm like, well, I need the guitars too. It's, I want the amazing. I want the Albert Lee, and then I need to get one of those Music Man's where it has like the weird little single like coil pickup thing they got going on. Yeah. So it's such a slippery slope. Dude. They were making a passive PJ bass mm. for a minute that I thought was really cool. They discontinued mm. it, so maybe it didn't sell well. But I thought it was it was super cool. I would play one of those in an instant. Their necks are just oh so good, dude. This roasted maple thing they they're yeah. doing right now. Oh my gosh, it is just. It's like a treat playing I mean, is on the, it. Are they easily the best production base? Best, like, stamped on a line base? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I and guess I haven't played, like, the Warwick Sadowski thing, but the, I I think they're the, the Ernie every, Balls, they're the best. Every one I pick up is yeah. consistently good, and that's in, that's on the used rack in a guitar center. That's right. at a major retailer. We've got a retailer in town that has tons of music bands. I sat there for a couple hours and played them. Dude, consistent and consistently good no no qualms there dude so all in all very excited i finally yeah. I'm, I'm at the rate where i'm like getting like a new base a year pretty much and that was my that's awesome. that was my year-end purchase my yeah. uh, my come on let's 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 do it so excited yeah, about that and then who knows maybe i'll just offload another one and find a music man yeah uh four strings the so. two the two the hh I th- that means humbucker, humbucker, right? Yes, it's so two it's humbuckers. Two humbuckers. Sorry, I should I should have specified. They call it the HH, the special HH five, and some order of yeah. that. Yeah, 
those are the details. The one thing I do find their brand, their names, uh, their model names, very hard to keep straight. Because I don't know what Sterling is, but I think Sterling is actually a body shape. But then they also have made Sterling to be like a a sub brand. Yeah, it's like a almost like Uh, a Squire classic vibe. Yeah, but then they also made the Ernie Ball sub. Yeah, which is different too. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. But the I don't know the the Sterling is also a high end body shape. It is, and I think maybe Sterling is the current guy that's running the company it was like the sterling i've Ball? read about this it was like the guy that was uh or, basically testing all of their base, bases oh, early okay, on cool. yeah it was like the nephew or something we're way out of pocket here this is like 90 oh, percent yeah. speculation no no no. i just read it but i totally forgot it yeah. but i'll we'll look at something that up. like something like that they already ball stuff is just always so it's cool. fantastic and they've not even paid us a dollar we just love it <laughs> no, so awesome. anyways that's what I got this Black Friday. Yeah. I know that you're neck deep in plug-in purchases. Uh, we won't hit it long, but yeah. just list it off. Uh, just you go, I had, the Universal Audio stuff. I love Universal Audio, and yeah, they dude. they had a. They're finally really coming down on plug-in prices because they're not forcing you to use an Apollo and run it on the Apollo. Mm-hmm. So I I noticed that some of my Apollo plugins I actually didn't own native like being able to use on my other computer when I'm traveling. What a and dicey so, world, Rune. Yeah, I, they've done it the most respectfully. I've seen a company transition from one mm-hmm. workflow to the other. I mean, Oh, you didn't like the way Waves did it? I was going to say that, <laughs> you know, they didn't Waves it, which is like pretty <laughs> massive. I mean, a that, public slap in the face. That blew up so bad. And it's, it's, a, it's a testament to Universal Audio that they yeah. have been able to 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 come into the plug-in market without people getting angry about what yeah. they previously purchased. I actually think they've actually changed their full client base very very well where they introduce yeah. these like more budget-friendly pieces. Yeah, the volts. That's what I'm on is I'm on one of these volts and it's been fantastic. So I'm like yeah. I think as a company they're moving. It's like you said with the consumer in mind. Yep. I mean, it's still a business. They got to do what they got to do, but they're they're really watching their clients and making sure that they're still revered as like a high-end brand. Yeah. Right. And, yes. Yeah. And um, the, uh, gosh, what am I? Crap. I forget what I was going to say. Oh, Who cares? Well, you know, whatever. What else you get besides plugins? What well, anyway, I got like a ton of the plugins native, bought a big pack. Uh, their other thing is like Waves will do a fake $30 sale like all the time. All their plugins are $30, whatever. <laughs> and that's cool and all. And, you know, some of it's just like reskinned old plugins and mm-hmm. some of it's just slightly tweaked stuff. And, and there's certainly places for all of that. When you getting back to the front of house conversation, there's a realization you have to have when you realize Waves owns the front of house waves Live rack plug-in. like guys showing up industry standard stuff mm-hmm. they can pull up with these consoles that are maybe not as good but they'll have like a waves rack situation mm-hmm. that now they're pulling up the 1176 compressor that RVox. or the LA or <laughs> RVox or whatever so there is value in knowing some of the staple waves plugins uh, but universal audio plugins are like 200 250 350 pricey. sometimes mm-hmm. for a plug-in and you're like ah but a lot of them the are worth it, man. A lot of them are really, really like that good. Nice. Oh, and now they have like a $15 subscription you could do, which I try to avoid subscriptions mm-hmm. as much as I can. And I don't need that many plugins. You get, yeah. you wake up when you're like, I don't use half of these. I don't know how to use half of these. And if I'm actually being paid, 
I'm wasting a client's time sure. looking for these. Absolutely. Anyway. No, no, I, t- I totally agree. Um, yeah, what I'll say real quick is in the age of the modern Black Friday, I feel like nobody in hard goods is actually running deals. Like Target, they're like, 5% off. Dude, they used to like give away TVs at the door. Yeah. So they're not doing that. Plugins, since it's in thin air, it's, it's they're very, able to, yeah. they're, they're like, we made our money off of it. They're like... <laughs> Charge them twenty bucks for it. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So I pretty much only buy plugins on holidays. That's it's such a good pro move. Yeah. If you're buying, you know, like that gold package from Waves or the diamond or the plat or you know, whatever. If you're looking to jump in, Black Friday is a really good time to yeah. do that with the plugins. A lot of people will sell their HX presets on Black Friday for way yeah, cheaper. Yeah, I got some IRs actually. Uh, I forgot yeah. to I forgot to talk about it. I bought some third party IRs for my for my stomp that are phenomenal. Yeah. So if you have a bass player that sells presets and there may be a little up there. Like you look David at Curran. it, and you're, yeah. I think he his or what are they a hundred bucks? I don't know, or but if you're looking bucks? for HX presets, he's a great guy he's, uh, to he's, look for. He's great. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we can maybe link it below or something. And, but yeah, uh, David Ian, David Curran, Ian Martin Allison is that how you say his name? The Scott, the other Scott's Space Lessons guy. Mm. I love that guy. Super yeah. cool. It's a great personality. I think he sells a lot of them too. And, and I'm confident. Yeah. That they're on, they were on sale for Black Friday, so just watch again for like Black Friday, Christmas. I said they might virtual, run Christmas. Yeah, yeah. All these virtual products, just buy them on holidays. Yeah, just buy them on holidays. It doesn't cost them like they yeah. they're happy to have the bump. Um, yeah. So anything else besides uh, plugins? Any? Did you get any I also pedals? Buy, I bought son- Sonar Works, uh, which like tunes my studio. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Speakers. So. Um, on tour, I picked up a bass six. Oh, cool. Um, oh, I want one so bad. Which Philip Conrad did a video on them. Like I had it in my hand. I looked up and I was like, oh, he just uploaded a video about these, <laughs> but it's the Eastwood TB 64. It's the Tiesco, Tesco, the old Japanese bass six recreation. Very cool. Um, Fender. Super fun. Very cool. It's not a real bass six. It is a bass. We just, nobody has a word for it. I guess it's a six-string bass guitar that's tuned like a guitar. It's an octave down that's guitar. The bass. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. Um, and the scale's a little shorter. It it feels yeah, good. Yeah, it yeah, feels yeah. good. What is it? Thirty? I don't know. Something like that. It's it's pretty small, but it feels like a guitar, but yeah. it plays in the same range. Because we kind of we in Abby's live sets, we have at least one song that calls for a bass six, and me and our guitar player Zach, we're playing the exact same line. And we were only in a four-piece configuration right now while we were touring, and so we really needed to fill other space. So I just, by chance, I was like, "Hey, let me take the bass six, run it through my bass rig, and you know, compensate for volume and bass a little bit." Uh, and it sounded actually really great. That's cool, man. Um, That's fun. That unlocks just so many new like creative ideas. Just yeah. to, it's I've like when you pick up a twelve strings or like something open tuned. It's yep. just like you're in a new world. Yep. I'm very thankful to have it. I picked it up in New York for three hundred bucks. Hey. Actually, four hundred. But that was still less than half. No, of. that's very cool. That's very cool. So nice. Happy to have it. Good um, pickup, man. You got a really yeah. successful Black Friday season. Well, yeah, it's been more like month and a half, but well, forever. Just, it's been a, a while for this man. Yeah, it's a. Problem. He's a gear fiend. I'm, I'm a fiend. I'm just building, building the business over here. Just but, building the business, dude. Yeah. So that's my. That's my. That's my deal. So uh love it. How about we talk about what you've got going on? Dude, yeah, as we uh as we wrap up here, I'll tell you what we're uh 
when I'm on. So, dude, I'm getting the chance to uh, check it off a bucket list. I'm going to the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. This, uh, this Friday, uh, the artist I play for, Walker Montgomery, he's making his debut, and he was kind enough to give me one of the spots. So he does. They don't they don't give you like uh you can't just bring your full band uh to the opry most times they're like you bring two musicians so we're bringing a guitar and a bass and i'm the bass luckily uh so yeah i just, awesome. it's it's just crazy we're doing two songs uh and i'm using wedges they're like hey nice it's it's interesting like i've got a lot of buddies that have done the opry now and i'll kind of you know hit them up like dude what do i need to know and the one of the first and uh, first things they said, and like I've heard multiple people say this actually, they say uh, they say, "Hey, you can't bring tracks," which I was like, I totally expected that. They're like, "Don't do it." Like I'm sure they'd make it work, but they're like, "Don't come on!" Like it's the Grand Ole Opry. Like this is real country music we're talking about. So show up and play the music. You got a full band. Like yeah. it'll be all right. You don't need your uh, like your uh, hi hat drum tracks and stuff. So which we don't play with really. It's all the stuff that Walker's playing now is steel fiddle guitar. So. Nice. Pretty cool. Um, so, you know, going into that, just kind of doing things different. Another thing that people were like, hey, they're going to offer you wedges or in-ears. Mm-hmm. Take the wedge. Enjoy the moment. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, using a wedge this weekend. It'll be great. Cool. It'll be awesome. They say uh, it's always a really solid mix. We'll get a little sound check. Yeah. I've been told that the first time you do get a sound check on the actual stage, that's your first time out, you'll get to like actually go out, check it out, see how it goes. I'm debating on what gear i'm bringing they've got a tone hammer that lives there uh, and a little cab below it. amp yeah 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 they've got a little uh, you know tone hammer and a cab that lives there i will use that i just need to decide i mean to make it easy it's two songs i might just bring a cable and tune in the back yeah. i'm walking out with the bass why right. not right. i mean I, I i can bring it but i'm like dude yeah it's the grand Ole opry you're playing two songs keep it easy enjoy the moment like i don't totally. need to, i don't need to be worried about setting up and yep. you know picking it up and bringing it off but dude i'm so excited it's it's that'll be awesome. it's a bucket list for sure and i'm just so grateful to do it so it'll be it'll be fun this week man yeah. going down thursday is uh, it live uh yeah broadcast yeah. live uh, they do a live stream i don't think it's like i don't think it's on tv tv but it's always it could be i don't know later it's on like pbs situation or circle or something it's always on something or like npr stuff or something Uh, yeah i'm sure i'm sure it comes a lot of ways but i think i think it's streaming friday so if you want to have a good youtube channel too, watch me i'll look probably look like a deer in headlights but no it'll be great it'll be great check our boy out man i'm excited i'm gonna take uh i'm taking just my p base of flats that's it i'll bring it back up just in case uh i get in a car wreck and it snaps in half on the way down (laughs) but other than that i mean yeah, that's what I'm. That'll doing. be awesome. I'm, I'm just. I'm going. You. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm going bare bones, and it'll be good. So it's check cool to out these bare bones. Cool to cool to check off a little bucket list by the uh, end of the year. Kind of popped up on us. So the yeah. Opry stuff is really. It doesn't seem like people get much of a heads up, and when you're in, that's actually part of the deal. Is that Opry members are like they'll call you super last minute and be like, "Hey, come on, throw down. You want to come?" So yeah, we'll see how it goes. It'll be really fun, yeah. and then I'll hang out uh and then the rest of the year i'm just really hanging around town i've got some in-town gigs i'm playing with some buddies filling in for them on a on a different road gig a girl out of nashville i'll do that uh, at the end of the year and we'll see man yeah uh yeah I'm, I'm just excited so the music man i'll see if that ends up uh on the walker gig with me yeah i probably will i could see myself 
using it as a main, but for now I'm sticking with the P base. So yeah, I got a lot of gear switch up to do in the, in the off scene. It's kind of nice that I'm getting Same. it now so I can rearrange it and decide how I need it. So yeah. What about you? What's the end of year you look like? Are you kind of calm? I'm, I'm focusing on producing right now. Uh, I got an album I'm going to finish mixing and then two e- or I've got an EP I'm going to finish mixing and then two EPs that I'm hitting pretty hard in December. Nice. Got some, se- I got two sessions at Mountain Art Center Studio that I'm going to travel up there and play and really just trying to take it easy. I'm still recovering from tour. I mean, it's take hard, it like we, just staying up that late and then waking up every day at 10 a.m. or something. Like I'm trying to get back to functional adult society. So, that's really what I'm working on, but this Very has been cool. a good, uh, this has been a good little catch up. Let yeah. us know, um, you know, did you get anything from black Friday? Do you get anything cool or what, what's kind of on your list or, uh, here's a good one. What should we be aware of? That's kind of coming up. Like it's, yeah, I don't want to be the channel that just chases the Joneses all the time. Like mm-hmm. one, we don't have the resources to do that unless they want to send it to us to check out. Um, Which we but you know, you at home, Unless you're just a millionaire, you don't have the resources either. We're all in this together. Mm. So we want to find cool freaking stuff that works and that's going to last and isn't cheap. And, you know, so let us know what you're on and what inspires you. And Absolutely. You know, and if you made it this far in the uh, podcast on YouTube or uh, on any streaming platform, drop us a comment. We want to hear from you and we appreciate the comments anyway. So if you would. We read them. We respond yeah. to them. Yeah. I was going to say, just hit us up on Instagram, our personals or the, or the uh, based channel account. Uh, just say, hey, introduce yourself. We'd love to uh, see you because we're both in national touring acts. So. We'll probably be through your neck of the woods at some point. We'd love to say, hey, unless you're in like Germany, which I'm hoping to get to next year, but we're working on it. So if we got any German friends out here. With that said, I did have one at the 930 Club in D.C., a bass listener came out. Hey, the, hey, uh, shout out. Which that was that was awesome. So Very cool. You know who you are. Thanks for showing us a lot. That, that was fun. If we're ever coming, coming your way, hit us up. Uh, especially, and we we would love to talk to you. Yeah, it's not like a you're bothering us. We'd love to say hey, uh, and and meet people. So absolutely. All right. See you. See you.